0: Hey, family, it's Coach Josh. I want to welcome you all to another daily play with yours truly. Today, we're going to be talking about signs that you have an unhealthy boundary. And it's within these uh, videos that I'm going to do, I'm going to do three parts. And the next video is going to be going to talk about how to create healthy boundaries. And in the last video, we're going to talk about how you can create healthy boundaries in a courting dating relationship. But for those who are watching me live, I want to say thank you so much for watching me. Those who's watching later, I want to say welcome. Those who's watching later on YouTube or listen later on Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. I want to say thank you all so much. Um, for listening and watching. I hope that you guys and gals are uh, getting things, uh, getting some valuable insight uh, from these videos. I just want to say thank you. Um, but let's get right into today's worksheet. And for those who want to download today's worksheet, you can actually go to imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets. And there, you will be able to download today's worksheet. And in this worksheet, we go into great details on discussing who you're connected to, why you're connected to them, and to assess uh, what kind of boundaries and what kind of engagements you have with that individual. But this video sparks from a question from my YouTube channel from these two ladies. Uh, Miss D said two days ago uh, she asked a question. Is her question was how to manage a man's pursuit and uh, boundaries a woman should keep while dating janae j says uh, she said miss d yes healthy balance recording for women and men and so i was inspired to go ahead and do a video uh, or set of videos that discusses boundaries in great detail because i can answer these questions but the goal is to lay the foundation in a teaching format where everyone can really process and really assess how am i with my boundaries let me see what other notes that i have um also There are some other videos that I've done. Make sure you check out the video I did on Monday, How to Have Peace of Mind. It's a great video, great resource there. But let's get right into my notes. I'm excited about today's lecture. And uh, like I said before, we're going to be talking about healthy, unhealthy boundaries. Let's get to our first point. Today, our main thought is this. Whatever you are bound to will determine the boundaries you set. Our main thought for today's video is that whatever you are bound to will determine the boundaries you set. Our talking points are: what are boundaries? What are uh, boundaries important to? Why, imbe- why? I'm sorry. Why are boundaries important to have? And last question: signs you have unhealthy boundaries. Again, our talking points are: what are boundaries? Why are boundaries important to have? And signs you have unhealthy boundaries. And if you're watching this live right now, share this video, like it. Let's get this video some tracks so we can really help some people. Let's get some definitions. The first definition we're going to cover is the definition boundary. A boundary is a line which marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, something such as a fence, wall or invisible line that shows where an area ends and other begins. Last definition of a boundary is something that indicates a border or limit. Now, let's get the definition of bound. Bound, by definition, is fastened by or as if by a band. Another definition of bound is placed under legal or moral restraint. Last definition if for bound is intending to go. Let's look at our problem. Let's get that there. Our problem. Let me make sure sure I got the right notes. There we go. Either way, we don't have those notes. But the problem is. Many people are bound to relationships and commitments with unclear and unestablished boundaries. Many people are bound to relationships and commitments with unclear and unestablished boundaries. Next definition. They are engaging in gray areas and crossing clear lines with blurred vision. The problem when it comes to unhealthy boundaries in people in our world today is that many people are bound to relationships and commitments with unclear and unestablished boundaries. They're engaging in gray areas and crossing clear lines with blurred vision. In our world today, there are so many people who are connecting themselves, engaging in relationships without any communicated, clear, established boundaries. There are a lot of couples, a lot of relationships, a lot of people who are in friendships, relationships, or situationship where they are engaging in the gray area, the gray area where everything is meshed, the gray area where there's confusion. The Bible says where there's confusion, there's every evil work. And a lot of people are navigating whimsfully down the path of relationship without no clarity, without no self-love and without no understanding of what uh, the value, the value that they hold and the value of their time. It also says that they are engaging in great areas and crossing clear lines with blurred vision. Now, what does this mean? That the lines are very clear, but many of us are blind. The clear lines are established. But when the enemy can clear your uh, clutter, your understanding, and cause confusion to be the, the foundational setting of your mind, then you will be engaging in any and everything, hoping for value, hoping for understanding. But you're crossing lines where self love was established, crossing lines where, where value and wisdom governs. And so many people are crossing these clear lines of boundaries or allowing people to cross their clear lines of boundaries because both parties vary. Visions are blurred. How do you see your life? How do you perceive it? Are you crossing clear boundaries, clear lines uh, because you're confused? God intends for us to come to him whenever we lack wisdom, but many of us, we go off our own wisdom. We are pulled by our own passions, confusing ourselves and connecting ourselves with things that God never intended for us to be connected to. Who are the people in your life? Who are the people you engaging with? Who are, the, who are the people and what are the things that are consuming your energy, consuming your time, keeping you from being effective? It is very important that you and I make sure that we have clear vision. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of clarity. God desires for his people to see. He desires for his children to see so that they can be protected by boundaries, ensuring that they fulfill the purpose that God has for them. Let's get to some causes. Here are five causes to why people are in unhealthy relationships and have unhealthy boundaries. Number one cause is fear. So many people are afraid of success. They are afraid to fail. They are rooted in fear. The Bible says that he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Those three things are essential for your success. Most people who are navigating life and find themselves connected to Satan's counterfeits, deep downside, at heart, there's some level of fear, some level of insecurity, some level of inadequacy that's causing them to connect themselves to something that God never um, designed for them to have. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid um, to protect yourself? Are you afraid to walk in the authority that Christ wants you to? Are you afraid to be the person that he has created you to be? So many people are allowing fear, the fear to leave. Some people in relationships right now, they should have been loved, but they're afraid. They're afraid, If will I ever find somebody else? Will somebody else love me? God said, man, when you know that you are accepted by me, you won't entangle yourself with anyone. And that's why many, most people or all of us must understand deeply just how much God loves us. Because when we understand the love of God, we can easily let go of things that are not from God. And my question to you is how many things in your life right now that you are connected to that did not come from God, but you, but that you are afraid to walk away from? The second cause to the reason why many people have unhealthy boundaries is because of guilt. A lot of people struggle with guilt. They, 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 they feel ashamed. They feel unworthy. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. The Bible says, if any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are becoming new. God is making things new for you, but you have to embrace that newness, the new work of the Holy Spirit working in and in inside of you, and, uh, uh, equipping you and developing you into the person that is is, is poised, at that, that doesn't mind going at. God's pace, that that doesn't mind saying no. And it's essential that you don't allow guilt, shame, and condemnation to cause you to bring your boundaries low, keeping you from being effective, keeping you from being focused, keeping you from being the person that you need to be. The third thing that causes people um, to have unhealthy boundaries is ignorance. So many people are navigating life whimsfully, like I said before, navigating life, just allowing anyone and everyone access to them. They're ignorant to their value. They're ignorant to their worth. They're ignorant towards their purpose. Therefore, when you do not know who you are, when you don't know your purpose, you won't know your person. If you don't know your purpose, you won't know your pieces. If you don't know your purpose, you won't know the parts that God wants to put on the counter of your life. But when you know the person of God and your purpose become become clearer and then you begin to see through your eyes the way God wants you to see things, then you will be able to selectively select the parts that he has designed and built for you. Not all parts were meant to be a part of your life. The enemy's ultimate objective is to create counterfeits to force fit into your life. He wants to put on the counter of your life parts that seemingly fit, but won't accurately fit. See, God's parts are divinely made. They're made with strong material. They're not weak. Uh, The enemy's uh, parts are made of weak material. They're made of lust. They're made of pride. They're made of envy. They're made of selfish ambition. And when you allow those parts in your life, when it's time to hold anything of value in life, you begin to be broken down on the inside, and then everything else around your life begins to decay. But when you allow the poise of God, the peace of God, and walk in the pace of God, and allow patience to have a perfect work, then when those divine parts are imported into your life, you will be strengthened and established. Every single part before it's uh, put into the consumer's hands is tested. Every part that God has for you has to be tested for the weight that it will carry. Every bridge has to be tested to make sure that it can hold a certain amount of tons. That if Because if they don't test it, there will be inevitable casualties. But when you allow yourself to be impulsive and you don't trust God's timing, then you will welcome Satan's counterfeits and then you will find yourself in a fit. You will find yourself out of shape. You will find yourself broken down because you didn't take the time to wait. That's why it's important not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. That's why the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. The level of your prosperity and a level of your uh, uh, plummeting is based upon um, um, your understanding of knowledge. The Bible says the uh, the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The more you know God, the more insight you have. Insight, insight, looking inside to see who was I created to be, what was I created to do and for what purpose. But so many people, the reason why they have unhealthy boundaries and they're allowing any and everyone to cross their clear lines because of their blurred vision is because they're ignorant to their worth, ignorant to their value, ignorant to what God wants them to have and do. Number four calls to the reason why many people uh, have unhealthy boundaries is because of overbearing desires. They're they're, they're controlled by their lust. The Bible says um, that when anyone is tempted, they shouldn't say they was tempted by God, but each person is tempted when they're drawn away by their own lust and enticed. See, all of us have temptations that are tailored to us, tailored to um, our, our former sins, tailored to our former habits, tailored to what we're currently struggling with. The enemy is not going to waste his time tempting you with something that would not work. Every temptation that Satan brought to Christ was worthy of Christ's attention. Why would you say that, Josh? Because do you not think that, that 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 the enemy knew that Christ wanted to be the bread of life? And so instead of, of him being the bread, the sacrificial bread that will continue to feed us throughout this life in eternity, and eternity, wouldn't he try to get him to sacrifice him being the bread to turn his stone into bread? But Christ said that in many of texts, he says, My will is do what do the my, my food is do the will of the Father, that, that man should not live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God? Why do you think he wanted to tempt him to put him? A pinnacle and, and show Jesus that what, what would not the angels catch you if he jump off of this pinnacle? What was Satan trying to do? Of course, he was trying to tempt the Christ into, into making a spectacle. But what Christ understood was what he said it also in the text that if I sing a song, you wouldn't dance, if I sing a sad song, you wouldn't mourn. What was Christ saying? He said, No matter what I do, it, my actions in and just just expressing who I am won't save souls, but me down on the cross will. So what Satan wanted Christ to do was to show his greatness prematurely, to show his greatness, to make him only king in flesh form, and never make it to the right seat of the father where the blood is poured on the mercy seat so that we can have salvation and move on in life. Why do you think that he put him in a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world that he's the God of and say, Why would if you bow down to me, would I not give you all the kingdoms? He tempted Christ in every area that pertained to him. Number one, he was the bread of life. Number two, he was a salvation of man that he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. Number three, he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So every temptation is tailored <clears throat> to who we are. It's tailored to what we have done. It is tailored to what we have the highest percent chance of causing us to fall. That's why we cannot allow our lust to dominate us. We have to allow that lust to be diluted and mixed and removed of its lustful particles to create a genuineness of love that calls us to move logically and not emotionally. Help us to move by the Spirit of God and being led by Him so that we can have what God says we can have and steward it Well, and so well to save people and make them well. Let's keep going. Number five calls to why people are bound to relationships and commitments with unclear and unestablished boundaries self hate. So many people don't love themselves. The reason why they have unhealthy boundaries, low boundaries, um, they don't know where the line begins and where the line ends, they don't know what part of their Where their life begins, or where their life ends, or where their dominance ends, or where it begins, is because they don't love themselves. Man, the Bible says the perfect love of God casts out or removes fear, man. And we have to understand that, that we won't be able to truly and effectively love anyone else if we don't love ourselves. That's why my question to you is: what is causing you to have unhealthy boundaries? What is causing you not to to love yourself? What is causing you to walk in the blissfulness of ignorance? What is causing you to be crippled by fear? What is causing you to be heavy with guilt and shame and condemnation? What is causing the emotions to be revved in its most impure state into the form of lust, causing you to attach to things prematurely? Many people are bound, connected. <clears throat> Fastened to place under legal or moral restraint held in physical or chemical combination or are intending bound to bound to means they're, they're possibly they're, they're heading in a direction of being unnecessarily tied to a person. These people is the reason why this is an infected, in, uh, the reason why this is in people's lives is because they are engaging in the gray areas of life. The Bible says, "I'd rather for you to be hot or cold. If you lukewarm, I spill you out of our mouth." A lot of us are in the lukewarm sections of life. We don't know who we are. We know just enough what not to do, but we don't know enough of what to do, and we are meshing in the lukewarmness of life, causing us to be ineffective. What are you bound to? What habits? Little, little bits of happenings. That's what a habit is. A habit is bits of happenings, H-A, happenings, bits, bits, little things, little things that you do that make things happen. You are the sum total of your habits. And what are you bound to have because of your bad habits? But there's a lot of relationships and a lot of uh, couples right now that shouldn't be. There's a lot of uh, friendships that shouldn't be because because of the lack of the love of God birthed in self-love that knows how to leverage and release love properly. Now, let's get to my notes and see what else I have. We talked about our main thought was whatever you're bound to will determine the boundaries you set. Now, what does that mean? It means that whoever or whatever you're bound to will determine the quality of your boundaries. If you're bound to this world, your boundaries won't be strong. If you're bound to Christ, your uh, boundaries will be intact. That's why the question is, who are you bound to? What are you bound to? Each of us and all of us are slaves. At least let us be slaves to the to the most gentle and most caring, understanding uh, um, um, uh, master who is Christ. We're all bond servants. We're all bond bound to be a servant of something. Are you going to be a servant of Christ? Are you going to be servant of your own lust? Are you going to be a servant of the enemy or the servant of the one that freed you? Whoever or whatever you bound to will determine what type of boundaries you set. And that's a question you really have to ask yourself. We talked about a boundary is a line that which marks the limits of an area dividing line. We said boundaries is something such as a fence wall or invisible line that shows where an area ends and other begins. That's important. What is given to you? I don't want to be in my neighbor's field. I don't want to be in somebody meddling in somebody else's marriage, meddling in somebody else's ministry, meddling in in lands that was not stretched and designed for me do you not know there are certain areas that we were only called to be to have dominion over you see what I'm saying? Like I can not and how many people right now are in the wrong careers, bound to the wrong careers, bound to the wrong ministries, bound to the wrong church, bound to the wrong husband, bound to the wrong wife, they're bound to the wrong people. And then they're not able to execute in full authority and in dominance. There is a certain patch of land, a certain area of life that my life was meant to fill. That's why you wasn't created for retirement. You was created for fulfillment. There's an area in this world that you were meant to pour out of you to pour into to make sure that that hold in that hole in that world is filled. That's essential. Your purpose matters. That's right. We need to mind our own business. That's right, Poetic Ram. That is very important for us to mind our own business or mind our own fields, that we have to use our mind and use our energy and resources and our connection to God to actually mind our fields, to find the gold and the treasures that will ensure that we create generational wealth, that ensures that we continue to advance the kingdom of God through our lineages for years to come. It's essential. Now, let's keep going to our next point. All right. Next slide. Why are boundaries important to have? Why are boundaries important to have? They help you, number one, stay sensitive to God. Why are boundaries important to have? They help you stay sensitive to God. It's important to create boundaries to keep unnecessary people out of your life, to keep unnecessary clutter out of your life so that you're able to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, so that you're able to be sensitive to his guidance. That's essential for success. I need healthy boundaries to make sure that the lines of communication are clear, that I don't have other people's voices higher and louder in my life than God's voice. Why do you think God whispers? God don't be out here yelling. God don't always create an unnecessary sound. He whispers because when he whispers, you have to be close enough to hear him. You see what I'm saying? So the reason why we need healthy boundaries is so that we can stay sensitive to God. Sensitivity comes from simplicity. Sensitivity comes from the simplifying of our lives. That the more we get out of our lives and say, you are a necessary person in my life. You are a necessary habit in my life. You are a necessary thing in my life. When we remove those things from the pruning and leadership of the Holy Spirit, then our spirits become even more sensitive Causing us to hear God clear and be able to be in pace with God. Like God is always leading. God is always uh, uh, speaking. He's always trying to lead us. But we have all these unnecessary things cluttering our communication channels. Why are boundaries important to have? They help you stay sensitive to God. Number two, why are boundaries important to have? They help you set your goals and stay committed. When you remove any and everything out of your life, you're able to see yourself clear, you're able to see your purpose clear, and you're able to say, here are my goals, here are my commitments. I no longer need to be committed to this girl or guy. I no longer need to be committed to this friendship. I no longer need to be committed to excuse me, this or that. My commitments are clear and my goals are in the apple of my eye that that I'm going to continue to pursue it. So you need boundaries to make sure so that you are able to set clear goals and stay committed to the goals that God wants you to score on. Number three, why are boundaries important to have? They help you properly channel your energy, emotions, efforts, and earnings. Man, that's so important. The reason why you need healthy boundaries is so that you can properly, efficiently, effectively channel your energy, your emotions, your efforts and your earnings. So many people are spending unnecessary amounts of energy, unnecessary amounts of emotion, unnecessary amounts of efforts and earnings in the wrong thing. It is important to always assess what's the ROI. What's the return on this investment? What am I going to get out of this relationship? What am I going to get out of this season? Am I going to get what's due to me? Am I going to get what's going to build me? But so many people do not have healthy boundaries. Their fences are low. People are hopping over the fences, building tents, creating tents in their yard. Draining their energy, causing them to become on causing them to be on emotional roller coasters, causing their efforts to be spent where there won't be any returns and where they're spending all of their earnings. As soon as they get a check, 20-30 percent is funneled into bad habits, funneled into bad relationships, all because people are afraid, they feel guilty, they're walking in ignorance, they have overbearing desires, or they're deeply rooted in self-hate. Number four, why are boundaries important to have? They help you stay safe and sound. Healthy boundaries helps you stay safe and sound. That is important, my friends. Ladies, gentlemen, you need healthy boundaries. You need healthy boundaries because some of us are in danger because of the person that we are connected to. Some of us right now, we are side by side with demonic ticking bombs. Demonic ticking bombs are people who will slid into your life with with a certain amount of time there that the, they have a certain time on there where it where they'll be around you for two years and then that, that's a certain that set amount of time is there to get you comfortable and once you're comfortable you become committed once you become committed you're now giving them your heart and then once that timer goes off they're removed out of your life they walk away from you they take in you'll know, take they, they take a part of your dignity they take worth they take value from your mind and then all of a sudden you're left worst off than you was before you met them. And many people, they're settling for the wrong thing because of how they feel at the moment. But if you connect to the wrong things, you're going to feel even more worse than you did before you even got connected. But you need to have healthy boundaries so that you'll stay safe and sound. So many people have unhealthy boundaries and they're wondering why they are always in dangerous situations and never able to be who they need to be. Why are boundaries important to have? They help you properly engage with others. It's important to have healthy boundaries because now you know how to accurately engage with others. You're not afraid to say no. You're not afraid to tell people how you feel. You're not afraid to communicate. You know how to properly engage. You have a boundaries where you say, yo, we don't do this here. If you want to be a relationship with me, these are some of the things that you have to adhere to. They have realistic uh, uh, expectations because they have real boundaries. Boundaries helps you protect the things that God wants you to steward. If you do not know, if you don't understand stewardship and prudence, then God won't place anything in your life, my friend. Let's keep going. Next point. Why are boundaries important to have? They help you foster healthy relationships and be finished with unhealthy ones. Healthy boundaries, my friend helps you grow the right ones and get rid of the wrong ones. Right now, you have to see enough value in you, enough value in your time, enough value in your purpose where you're able to say, man, we can't rock with each other no more. We can't kick you with each other anymore. We can't do this anymore because we're not on the same page. The sad thing is that many people are not even in the same book. they're trying to force people on the same page listen if God did not write them into the story of your life you should you should let that character leave your story why are boundaries important to have next point they help you clearly see people's intentions and commitment levels towards you that's important you need healthy boundaries or boundaries are important so that you can clearly see people's intentions when you have a low view of yourself and you're struggling with low self-esteem, you will see people higher than they really are. You will, you will, you will um you won't be able to see their true intentions. You won't be able to recognize their obvious red flags. All red flags are obvious, my friend. And they're they're waving in your face. But because your eyes are so bloodshot with with, with your own insecurities and your own fears, you're not willing to give yourself the opportunity to assess, is this person legit or not? So, wide boundaries are important. They help you clearly see people's intentions and commitment levels towards you. My pastor says something very powerful, and I said this in one of my other videos. He said, um, "There's a difference between faithfulness and loyalty." He says, "Anybody will be loyal to you for the right price, or they'll be faithful to you for the right price. They'll they'll show up on time. They'll do things the right way, and then they bail they bail out when they don't get their way." I've been through that. People build out on me because when things start trimming and slipping away, they, their faithfulness begin to wane. But loyalty says, I'm here and sent by God for a purpose, and I'm here, and I'm not moving. Why are boundaries important to have? They help you sustain integrity. Healthy boundaries or boundaries, period, they help you sustain integrity. Who are you influenced by? Be very careful who you influence by. Because whoever influences you can cause you to be sick with the flu, will cause you to be sick in life. You got to watch who influences you because then you start cutting corners and then you start following them versus having integrity. Boundary says, listen, I'm a person of integrity. And if you don't want to be a part of my life, if you don't want to rock with me the way I rock, then it is what it is. Because I'm not going to compromise my God to be connected to you. Never Anyone that calls you to compromise, that person is a counterfeit, my friend. Last but not least, not last but not least, uh, why are boundaries important to have? They help you make good decisions and grow. When you have boundaries, my friend, man, you make better decisions. Because when you you have something to lose and you have some uh, things of value, my friend, man, you'll make better decisions. No, I create boundaries so that I can be a better decision maker and so that I can grow. If you if you have open boundaries and you have you don't know where a line, where your land ends and where your land begins, but anybody can walk into your field and cast weeds. And all of a sudden, as these certain flowers that are trying to grow, the Bible talks about the four soils in Mark 4. That that some some the word of God, which is the seed, some fell on hard ground, some seed fell on stony ground, some seed fell where there was thorns, other seeds fell where on the good ground. He says, But when the seed is placed on hard hearts, right then the birds of the air come and snatch the word, and that person never receives it. Those who have stones in their heart, right, That those individuals to see the word of God is planted in their life, but they receive it with joy. They have enough soil to receive it with joy, but they have no depth to them, and they lose sight for persecution sake. Or you have those who have thorns in their hearts, and these individuals allow the cares of life to choke the fruit in their life, but those who have good ground are those who have good boundaries. Good ground people only have one farmer and one watcher to make sure nothing comes within that field to place weeds and the place things is going to choke the fruit and choke the growth. So you need healthy boundaries to make sure that you can receive and make sure that you can uh, protect yourself from unnecessary things sold into your life. Last but not least, why are boundaries important to have? They help you protect your time temple, treasures, temperament, trust, thoughts, and tasks. I did a video a while back for the ladies. I'm going to see if I can find the graphic where I talked about, here we go. I talked about seven things women must have boundaries for, and I went in great detail over these points. Now, next week, I'm going to really break these points down. Maybe the third week, I'm going to break these points down in a deeper way. These uh seven T's, so that men and women can better understand how they should court each other how they should be in relation with each other and how each party can respect each other's time temple treasures temperament trust thoughts and tasks so i'll go in greater detail but i did cover those points in this video so ladies guys i think you can get some out of this too you can go to seven things women must have boundaries for that video's on my youtube channel right now And you'll be able to get insight and understanding on more of what these points mean. But next week or the week after, I'm going to go into greater detail in how men and women can have healthy boundaries because we're answering these two young ladies questions right here. Miss D says uh, she asked a question is her question was how to manage a man's pursuit and boundaries a woman should keep while dating. And I, I could have just answered that question straight out, but I have to lay, lay the foundation so that we're able to understand how we can better position ourselves to bear fruit. And Janae J came up on her and said, Miss D, yes, healthy boundaries recording for women and men. And so that's what sparked this. And it's what we're going down so that we can better understand um, how men and women can engage with each other and God confirm relationships without crossing boundaries. Now, I have a couple of graphics that I want to show you. The differences between an unhealthy and healthy boundary. Let's get right into it. Let's look at unhealthy boundaries. This is what an unhealthy boundary looks like. To the right is God's will. God's will is this big area of of authority, of use, of joy, of growth, of fruit. God's will is to the right. People who have unhealthy boundaries are not in God's will, but there are two circles. It's them. Is the, the, the individual and other people? It's you and then there's them. And you see how the circles cross each other. See, each of us have our own um space. Even in my marriage, my wife and I are not like this. There's certain boundaries. So we're we're intact ourselves. See, there are whole circles, right? But when you connect them together, there's areas that are crossed that shouldn't be crossed. And so many people are connecting themselves and causing, like, like for me. There's no way or no reason for me to ever put my hands on my wife. That's a boundary. There's no reason for me to give what's due to her to another woman. That's crossing a boundary. See what I'm saying? So that's what happens. But when you understand God and you know that you love by him, you do this part right here. You have healthy boundaries. See, a healthy boundary is where uh, uh, both parties are in God's will Separate of each other. They're able to engage in his will. They're able to circle around that area in his will without crossing certain boundaries. That, like there's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross with my wife's time. There's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross with my wife's temple, her body, her her uh who she is. There's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross with my wife's treasures and what she earns and what she does. There's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross in regards to causing her to be uh, uh in a temperament that she doesn't want to be. There's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross that will make. Make me lose her trust. There are certain boundaries I shouldn't cross in regards to making her have unnecessary thoughts. There's certain boundaries I shouldn't cross that's going to affect her from accomplishing her goals. See what I'm saying? So we are one in God's will, but even in life, there's still no circles that needs to be crossed where are you? Are do you have unhealthy boundaries where you and individuals are outside of God's will interlocked crossing um the time barrier, the temple barrier, the treasures barrier, the temperament barrier, the trust barrier, the thoughts better barrier, the task barrier, the purity barrier, the presence barrier? Like like what what what, what are we crossing? The more you the Bible says um Take he uh, look carefully. Then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time for the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. When you understand God's will, you will understand each other's boundaries. You have your own boundaries. You don't want to be in a relationship with someone that's going to cross that's going to cross you in a certain kind of way. That's going to not value your time like you value it. Not going to value your body like you value it. It's not going to value your money like you value it. It's not going to value emotions like you value it. That's not going to value your your trustworthiness and your trust. Who's not going to value your thoughts? Who's not going to value your goals? Each of us are supposed to be where God wants us with a certain amount of people, with the right people, so that we're able to navigate this area of God's will effectively without any issue. But so many people, they want to be interlocked. One flesh doesn't mean the crossing of boundaries. It's the respecting of boundaries, living harmoniously together, respecting each other's time and passions, etc. So where are you, my friend? Does this represent you here or is this you here? Let's keep going. Now, our next points. And I'm almost done already. I thought I, I didn't think I was going to be. on look at the comments section. See who's here. This is so good. This is great uh amen, hey man you better preach you better not be wait oh, gotcha gotcha west coast all right we got some good people communicating here thank y'all so much for watching now let's go to the next uh slide here uh let's go here signs you have unhealthy boundaries then i'm gonna answer a couple of questions i'm gonna get up out of here signs you have unhealthy boundaries I have 10 signs that proves you have unhealthy boundaries and I want you to go to my website right now and download this worksheet go to imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets make sure you get this worksheet my friend so that you're able to see and assess yo who am i unnecessarily uh, who am i allowing to cross these boundaries in my life now signs you have unhealthy boundaries number one You easily fall in love and you're intimate too soon. You know you have unhealthy boundaries when you easily fall in love and you're intimate too soon. My friend, anything you fall into, you get hurt. You're not supposed to fall into love. You're supposed to grow in love. You know you have unhealthy boundaries and your walls are not intact and your walls are not built well. And you don't have the right frame of mind to make sure that your frames outside of you is intact. Is that when you fall in love easily, you're so desperate for love that you fall into it. See, love is is is, is not a pit. It's a gardening pot. Love is not a pit. It's a gardening pot. Those who fall in love, quote unquote, fall into infatuation pits. Those who understand love, they are planted in God's gardening pot and they are tended. But you know you have unhealthy boundaries when you easily fall in love and you're intimate too soon. What that means is you're 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 uh, uh, physically intimate, you're having sex, you you're navigating improperly, you're intimate too soon. Those who have boundaries, those who know their worth, you ain't gonna touch this body. Listen, I understand. People shouldn't have access to your benefits until they meet God's requirements. So many people are allowing people to have benefits and they are not meeting God's requirements. No job, no Fortune 500 company, no business, small or large with any sense will hire without uh, uh, observing to see if that person meets the requirements because that's an investment. But most people don't even see themselves as an investment. And so what happens is they have no interviewing process. They don't, they don't look over resumes. They don't check no track record. And they say, you'll do. I've been single for too long, so you'll do. I've been without this, so I'll just take this. No, you got to know your worth and say, you, you got to go and sit with my hiring manager, who's the Holy Spirit. I'm so sorry. You have to meet God's requirements before you get my benefits. But those who are uh, 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 have un- um, unhealthy boundaries, these individuals... They're intimate too soon. You just met the guy. You just met the girl. Now you're giving them your body. You give them your body before you give them a, your pocketbook. You give them your body before you even give him your resources. What's going on? Are we that desperate in love that we're just giving ourselves and hanging ourselves on clearance racks? Number two, signs you have unhealthy boundaries. Number two, you let other people, you let other people you let other people control and define you, miss uh, Miss there. You let other people control and define you. You have unhealthy boundaries when you let anyone control you. So many people right now are still being controlled by their being still being controlled by their dad, still being controlled by their significant other. Who's controlling you? Only one that should have access to the controller is God. He's the one, he's the one that leads and guides you to all truth. Everyone else can do their best to lead and guide you to all truth, but only God knows exactly where your truth is. Let's keep going. You let other people control and define your life, man. God holds a definition for you. God is the one that is, is, is got He got that 10 and 2. He knows how to get you to where you got to go. Number three, signs you have unhealthy boundaries. You're unable to recognize misuse and inappropriate behavior towards you. You know you have unhealthy boundaries when you're unable to recognize that you're being misused and, and people are having are, are doing things inappropriate to you. Those who have healthy boundaries are like, yo, you ain't going to touch me like that. You ain't going to do me like that. You ain't going to talk about me like that. Well, I'm out. But when you don't see yourself as valuable, when you don't see yourself loved by God, then you won't be able to recognize that these people running game on you. These people running um, plays against you and you think you're scoring, but you on the opposite team. They're using you. You're unable to recognize misuse and inappropriate behaviors towards you. Let's keep going. Another sign that you have unhealthy boundaries. Number four, you are people pleaser and you have a hard time saying no and being clear about what you want in life. You know, you have unhealthy boundaries when you just want to people, please. I used to be that guy. I used to be a people please to the 10th degree. I didn't like myself early on and I felt I, I found myself uh, 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 desiring to be needed. And in my desires to be needed, the moment someone needed me, I I, I wanted them because, because I grew up without uh, I grew up alone a lot. I was the only child. My mom worked a lot, man. And my, my dad, we're cool now, but I didn't have pops in the home. And then, you know, so my value was based upon who was around me. I was I was the type of guy at, at um what you call those things, at sleepovers. Man, when I was at sleepovers, man, if you fell asleep on me, I felt abandoned. I'm like, yo, stay up with me, man. Let's finish this Super Mario Brothers. Man, come on, man. Let's, let's get to the guy. Let's beat. What's his name? So I was that type of guy where I kept people up to six in the morning because them falling asleep. I felt alone. But thank God I recognize that I'm never alone. And now I'm able to to uh, to know what's best for me. And, and, and know how to navigate life. Besides you have unhealthy boundaries, you're a people pleaser and you have a hard time saying no. No is a full sentence. No is one of the most valuable words in our vocabulary. No is a sign of self-care. But if you have a hard time in saying no, then do you love yourself? You got to always say yes to God, yes to you before you say yes to anyone else. You got to say yes to God, yes to you before you say yes to anyone else. Nobody should get a yes before God and you get a yes. Checking in with God, should I do this? Yes. Check myself. God, you said I'm doing, I'm going to do it. But so many people we want to please people so bad that we have a hard time saying no and we don't we don't and we're not clear on what we want. You got to know what you want. Those who got healthy boundaries know exactly what they want in life. These are these are my goals. These are my aspirations. This is what I'm going after. But if you have a hard time saying no and you don't really know what you want in life, my friend, you are being set up to be used and abused by people. Signs you have unhealthy boundaries. Number one, two, three, four, five. You tell people things they shouldn't know. You know, you have an unhealthy boundaries when you just tell everybody everything about you. Who was that king in the Bible that let those men into his castle, showed them everything, uh, allowed them access to everything, and then when he left, they robbed him? How many of us getting robbed because we we we, 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 we just say things all the time? You got to, you got to, you got to keep your mouth shut, yo. Those who love themselves keep their lips shut. I don't tell everybody what I'm doing. Not, not, not everybody needs to know what's going to my house. Only people they know what's going to my house is me and my wife. Not everybody needs to know what I got going on with the goals and aspirations. I got a book coming out in September, but y'all don't know the title. I'm not going to tell everybody because I learned my lesson was speaking too much. See, when you talk too much, you are allowing people and entities access to what God has showed you privately. That's why you let God reveal publicly what he showed you privately. But what most people do is they tell everybody everything because they want company. They want people to look at them in a certain way. But the same people you tell about your life, when they come to see about it, see about your life and they realize they ain't built, now you're sitting there looking stupid. You know you have unhealthy boundaries when you just tell anybody everything. There are certain things that certain people just shouldn't know. And there are certain things that only a certain amount of people should know. So you know, you sign that you have unhealthy boundaries, you tell people things they shouldn't know. Let's go to the next point. Signs you have unhealthy boundaries, you invade people's personal space and you allow others to do so towards you. You know you have unhealthy boundaries when you just you just don't you touch without permission. You just a you just a nasty boy, you know what I'm saying? Nasty girl. You just too flirtatious. You um you you just you want to be or you or you welcome it or you allow others to do so. There is no right, no one has the right to invade your personal space. You have three personal spaces you have your spiritual personal space, you have your emotional, soulish personal space. And you have your physical personal space. Not everybody should be, not not every preacher, not every teacher should have access to your spiritual space. And what I mean by that is so many people are watching the wrong people on YouTube, watching the pe- wrong people's live stream. They don't know how to fact check nobody. They don't know how to go into God's word to see if what they're receiving is is of God. That's why I tell people, man, the best spiritual meals are made at home. You can't trust everybody's sanctification score. You got to go into these restaurants, these synagogues, these churches and look at their sanctification score. Is this true? Is this is this church bearing the fruit of God? Is the Holy Spirit active here? Is this where God leading me towards? If their sanctification score is not up to par, then stuff is wrong If they don't take care of the things in the front of their church What you think they're doing behind in the pulpit where the food is cooked So you got to make sure that you know how to rightly divide the word of truth Where you're able to say, yo, I'm not going to just ingest everybody's insight and wisdom about the things of God Not everybody knows how to rightly divide the word of truth Some people are doing it the wrong way and causing you to go the wrong way so you got to check the fruit. The Bible says you know them by their fruit. See, if I go into a restaurant and I see dirt at, on the windows, if the window's not clean, if the counter ain't clean, unless it's Bojangles. I don't care what Bojangles do. You know what I'm saying? If, if Bojangles, what, no matter what number, they right by me, especially the one right there by my job. Any other ones, I don't, don't care. But this one right here, I don't care what they score. They score 97. Don't, don't don't tell my wife how I know the score, but they score is a 97, so they're pretty good. What I'm saying is, but if I go into a restaurant, especially when I gotta pay money, you see what I'm saying? Especially when it's more ambiance than it is appetizers, there, right? More ambiance than it is actual things that are going to appease my appetite, right? If I see stuff, certain things, if 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 you can't take care of what I can see, what makes me think you'll take care of what I can't see? So We got to make sure that we do not allow any and everyone into our spiritual personal space. Our soul personal space is our mind, will, and emotions. We can't just allow anybody influencing our minds, influencing our thoughts, influencing how we move and how we feel and how we process and how we see life, man. You can't allow everybody's words. See, see you got to always protect your ear gate and your eye gate. You just can't allow everything you see. You got to cut off certain apps. You got to unfollow certain people. If she's showing a little bit too much on Instagram, you got to unfollow her. If you see things that you know that's not good for your soul, you got to remove it. That's why be very careful who you follow and what you follow on your social media fees. Why do you think that they call it fees? Because many people are feeding off of the wrong stuff. Allowing these things into their homes, into their sites he affected him you can't you shouldn't allow any and everything within your soul emotional space last but not least your physical space must always be protected you, you ain't gonna you put your hands on me for try jesus don't try me you know that song see what i'm saying you gotta have that mindset and don't touch me don't touch what's mine don't come my personal space but those who have boundaries see See, your skin is a boundary. Your your flesh is a boundary, but you need boundaries that exude past it. See, your skin just is is a boundary that doesn't allow anything into your body. It's a protective thing, but you just can't trust just that boundary. you got to set boundaries beyond you that guards and, and sifts people that they don't even get access to you. All right. Let's keep going. Signs you have unhealthy boundaries. You invade people's personal space and you allow others to do so towards you. Next point, you give too much. you got to have boundaries on your money, man. Boundaries on your time. You can't just be overly generous. Generosity, uh, um, unguided generosity looks good, but it's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Not every dollar that comes, you're supposed to be out. God wants to teach you how to steward, but you have you know, unhealthy boundaries when you just allow anybody in your life, you just give everything towards them. Not you did me wrong, but you come back and stay with me. You don't. you don't talk about me, did me wrong, but but we'll, we'll get back together. You get you just too much of a giver. You you got to be able to say, man, get out my face, get out my life. I'm not going to give you access to things that, I, that that God has called me to steward. How many of us are giving too much to people who are leeches? God wants us to be led by him, even in our generosity, even in our giving, even in our helping. So many people, they help the church more than they help their own home. They they up on their past, they, then they are up their, with their husband. They, they, all, they travel all over the world instead of being in, in the home with their wife and children. You can't give the world everything and don't take care of your family. God is not going to measure you based upon how great your career was, how great your ministry was. He's going to judge you based upon how well did you steward what he gave you, and that's your family. And so... Before, before God examines your fruit in your business ministry, he examines your family and he examines your fellowship with him. Because if you do those things in that order, fellowship with God, uh, fellowship with family, and then fruit birth from your, your fields of work, that's the right order. Success is inevitable. Next point, signs you have unhealthy boundaries, your front door is a revolving door. Signs you have unhealthy boundaries, your front door is a revolving door. It goes to the next point with the, first, the point above it. People just come in and out your life. They they know you have no boundaries. You know, two, two types of people. Kids do this with teachers all the time. They got one teacher for math. They got one teacher for English. The math teacher, they know they can get away with a lot of stuff. The English teacher, they be like, yo, oh, I can't get away with nothing. So what they do is they cut a little bit more, more, more corners. They mistreat this teacher a little bit more. Because they know she ain't really about she ain't really about that talk. She's not going to get me in church, she not going to call my mom so I can get away with stuff. But there's this other teacher who's more strict and who's about their life and who's holds people accountable. But so many people, they know where they can get free stuff from. If you got a phone call right now where they said, "Man, I know where there's free wings." Who going to be there? And if they if they leave the sign up and don't take the sign down, who going to be there every day looking for free wings? People always come where that's free because a lot of people are not willing to work to see fruit grow. So when you're just a free giver and you're just giving things for free, you have a revolving door. People know I can do whatever I want with her. I can do whatever I want with him. And I can go out there and and play in another girl's grass, play in another guy's field. And I know I always got that as a backup plan. You're not supposed to be anybody's backup plan. You ain't supposed to be in everybody's backup plan. You see what I'm saying? You're supposed to be someone's main plan, plan sent by God for them. But when you are when you have a revolving door in your front door, you're basically saying, you can go, you can treat me however you want, go wherever you want to go, and I'll be here when you need me. That's the dumbest thing to do in your life. You can't be that dumb, my friend. You gotta be able to say no. You gotta have a door with some locks on it. They went out. And you call you call somebody, they came and took that revolving door out, and he put another door with some locks with a thumbnail, uh scanner, and, and a keypad. And when that person comes back, they're like, Wow, she guarded now. I just can't hop over this fence. She added 10 more feet to this fence. You know what I'm saying? I can't even I can't even get through the door, man. She she got all she got everything locked up here. See what I'm saying? Let's keep going. Signs you have unhealthy boundaries. You desire desperately to be needed. That was me, bro. I wanted to be needed so bad because I just just like company. But you know you have unhealthy boundaries when you desire desperately to be needed, man. Man, people will abuse people who just says, do you need me? Man, need leads to perversion. You want somebody that wants you, not needs you. Someone that needs you, someone desperately needs you, man, they will abuse you. You want somebody that wants you but don't need you. The only person that you need the only person they should need is Christ. Let's keep going. Last but not least, signs you have unhealthy boundaries. You share too much online and you go where the crowd goes. Man, so many people right now are sharing their whole lives on Instagram, their whole lives on social media. You know, you have unhealthy boundaries with everybody knows your relationship. You got 20 pictures. You shared 20 pictures, 20 days in a row of your engagement. You you let we can now predict when the next argument gonna be. We know people. I, I see people all the time. They start a relationship. They post it online. That's my wife, y'all. Just met five minutes ago. Now that's my wife. I met somebody. Little dot dot dot. Had a great time. Dot dot dot. Guess who I'm with. Dot dot dot. And all of a sudden, you know, got this influx of pictures. Relationship looking good, and we sitting there like a movie, like. And I'm sitting here because real recognize real. I say I give it three months. Some people, I give it two weeks. Some people, they may make it to marriage. They may, but they're going to be divorced in five because they show too much. You don't see me showing everything in my house. Only thing I really show on Instagram, I show the oatmeal cream pie today. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't going to show people uh, 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 the, the uh, day in and day out of my life so people can predict, oh, because when you share everything, vultures love it. You see what I'm saying? Vultures, like, oh, 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 there's there's um, strife in the home. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get your wife. Oh, 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 your wife looking real like she looking real sad online. Let me get up in them DMs. That's why you keep things. That's why you keep everything quiet. I remember when I used to promote my books so early. I was so zealous. I like book coming out May such and such, right? And then, but I, I, I was just so eager to look like I'm doing something. Like I was type of guy. I was like, I- I'm gonna show these haters. Oh, y'all gonna do this to me? And I just want to prove everybody that I was this dude. So i am be like book coming out in May. And then all of a sudden things happen in life. And I, now I'm pressed to get this book out because I just wanted to be seen. What I do now is I'm not going to tell you all when this book coming out until the final copy is in my hand and has been looked over multiple times. Once it's done, then I'll promote it. But when you show everything, you're giving the enemy opportunity to invade it. When you show the social media everything, they can predict your patterns. Oh, they arguing, let me get up in her husband's DMs. Oh, they're arguing, let me get up in her man's DMs. Oh, they're arguing, let me get up in his wife's DMs. Or oh, let me flirt with her at the at the uh at church. Let me do this. Let me let me show her, make her feel because if anytime y'all going through whatever, y'all got to keep that private so that God can heal y'all. But if you keep showing everything online, it shows that you want people to see everything. It's okay to keep your life private. Let God reveal publicly what He's telling you to do private. And when it comes to relationships, man, you cannot just meet somebody and then put them online and you ain't even engaged yet. Most people didn't find out that I was in a relationship until I was engaged. Why? Because we wanted to go through counseling and courtship peacefully. Only people that really knew what was going on was people who had eyes to see it. But if you don't have eyes to see it, that means you're not in proximity and you're not close enough to see it. So there's levels of of things being seen. God has to see it for you first. Then you got to see it for yourself then she has to see that you for her. See what I'm saying? He has to see that you are for him. She has has to see that you are for her. God sees it because already God saw it. God already saw it before the foundation of the world. So because God sees it, now he wants to make sure you see it. Then he'll say, be quiet until she sees. That's why I tell men, don't pursue a woman until God speaks to her. Or what I mean by ladies, don't pursue a man until God speaks to that man. Just because you see something don't mean it's the right time for him to see it. Because if you see something and you speak about it and you speak it to him prematurely, now he's 70% loaded and, and not prepared to actually pursue you the right way and call. a glitch in your relationship and cause y'all to end up in dysfunction so you got to see quietly and say god you reveal publicly what you see us privately so when we got engaged the world saw it god saw it first then i saw then she saw and then we wasn't on no (laughs) seesaw up and down and while we was on these up and down nobody was in the playground watching us going up and down and then when we got stable enough and mature enough and went through seven eight sessions of counseling and then it was time, then the world knew. The only time others should see the thing is when that thing is solid. But if you if it's shaky and you know it's shaky or it's new, you don't tell people what's going on between y'all two. It's just not wise, my friend. So what happens to most people is they put everything on social media. They put everything on social media. That's just not wise, family. You got to be able to move differently okay give me one second y'all all right i'm back you gotta move differently man but so many people what's going on brother hey, you doing all right man yeah you got a question huh your question is you good oh trash is good boss okay i appreciate you have family man you out here now yeah man my room is hot bro yeah, i know i know Come yeah up. man right. yeah so this this room's a whole lot better i like your life Oh, appreciate it, man. It, 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 it. So I'm out here doing videos, man. So I'm back. Oh, I'm back sorry. in that. No, you're good, boss. You're good, brother. OK. Anytime I know that dog, bro, I know you, you do this. OK, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it outside next time. I'm sorry. No, you good, brother. you no, good, no, man. Thank you, you welcome, boss. I see you, bro. Oh, yeah. But that's why it's important not to just show everything, my friend. Because <clears throat> when you show things, people going to try to put it to the end. People don't like you leveling up. They're jealous. You can't allow jealous eyes to see what's on the inside, man. You they got to see it when they don't have a right now. Me and my wife are so fortified because we did it the right way. Without trying, I'm not trying to make y'all idolize us or look to us. We just did it by the book. See what I'm saying? So when you when you do that, man, and you establish and you move the away and you protect it, nobody can just be. It's too late, man. I can't. I can't get them now. I can't get her now. Man, they're so far away. I don't know what's going on. They, they, Everything looks good and everything's happy. Man, so many people have unhealthy boundaries, my friend. So next we're going to talk about how to create healthy boundaries. And then we're going to really get into the details of our friends question that they asked. We're going to get into uh, how women can manage a man's pursuit and how a man can properly pursue a woman and court each other with the right boundaries. And, And we're going to really process that. So thank you, ladies, for y'all's questions. Remember this graphic here. Do you have unhealthy boundaries outside of God's will or do you have healthy boundaries in God's will? Also, make sure you check out my niece's T-shirt, man. I'm so proud of her. She created her own purpose shirt. The link will be in the description box below. I'll go ahead and post that in the chat. Uh, uh, For those who want questions answered, go ahead and uh, start posting your questions now as I kind of do promote some of the things that I got going on. So all those in the comment section that want to support uh, my niece and her uh, entrepreneurial endeavors and to help orphanages and things like that, uh, make sure you check out her shirts. Also, what else I got? Make sure you get the worksheet that's available on my website. iamunplug.com worksheet. And this worksheet we're going to talk about. Uh, it says today I want you to process your unhealthy boundaries and unhealthy relationships. Utilize the worksheet below to discover the root reasons. How is your personal boundaries? Are they healthy or unhealthy and why? Which signs above best represents you as applicable? Who all are you connected to and what kind of boundaries do you have with them? So it's a great um, starter worksheet um, that will kind of help you really process where you are and how you can navigate properly. Books that will That will help you in this regard is this first book here, The Purpose of Singleness. There's a book that will help you ask yourself, are you whole or full of holes? God is not going to pour a new thing in you if you're made of old wineskins. Also, if you struggle with any soul ties or strongholds, we have this book right here called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. That book is available on my website as well. And also Dating Prep is a great resource for you to date yourself and a love of your life uh, uh, forever correctly and ask the right. Questions that will either cause the right relationship to thrive or cause the uh, uh, wrong relationship to be pushed aside. So hope those resources and tools will be a blessing to you. Uh, Let's see what else I have that I need to show you guys. I think that's it. I know it's kind of rocky. I'm getting used to this new format. Um, All of my videos, even on Thursdays, I'm going to do right after work. Uh, It's basketball season for my nephew. So I'm going to be helping him out And Thursday is going to be tied up, so I'm going to be doing most of my videos during the week at 3.30 or 3.45. And for those who uh, um, uh, missed those evening videos, we'll see what life uh, produces for me, and we'll go from there. But let's see what questions we have. Oh, man, I forgot where I stopped. Okay, here we go. My question is at the top, bold and beautiful. Let's see what bold and beautiful said. Bold and beautiful. Give me one second. Bold and beautiful. Repost your question. Repost your question. I get back to you. Repost it. I'll make sure I get to you. Chantel Cherubin says, "What advice would you give, Coach, if someone consistently don't listen to your boundaries?" You bet. You you you. Um. Great question. That's for next week. Um. This is what you do. Your real question you have to ask yourself is, "Why are you allowing them to disrespect your boundaries?" See, next week I'm going to talk about. Um, the importance of communicating your boundaries, the importance of being clear about your boundaries, the importance of being committed and sticking with your boundaries, right? But the advice I would give you right now, friend, is to distance yourself from the individual. I don't care who they they are. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care if it's your dad. I don't care if it's your brother. I don't care if it's your sister. I don't care if it's your man. If it's your husband. If your husband is your boundaries, tell him, look, you got to go live somewhere else. So you get your mind. right. We're going to separate until you get your mind operated on. Right, so what I'm saying is, you gotta respect your boundary enough to release that person out of your life, and and especially if it's someone that can that that can be easily released out of your life, right? So you have to ask yourself, why? What's the root reason why you still allowing them to disrespect you, my friend? You gotta say, I, I gotta let this person go. So if they're consistently don't listen to your boundaries, then they're looking at they don't they obviously don't they know that you don't respect it. And that's just the honest truth. People keep disrespecting a person's boundaries that they allow to disrespect them. And they don't see. I'm not saying this is you, but just hear me or they see in you that you're not committed to those boundaries. That's why you got to make sure that you're not living in a revolving door, my friend, to make sure that, that people don't feel like oh, she don't really mean that. You got to mean what you say. You got to mean what you say and go down the way that God wants you to go and people will fall off in time. But if they know that you're not committed or they feel like oh, she's not really serious about it, or if she was serious about it, she would already let me go by now. Then that's what a lot of guys do, especially the women. Women got a lot of boundaries up front, but then they bow down to the pressures of that man and vice versa. Men be bowing down to the pressure of that women because they don't have enough strength uh, in their backbone. So you got to ask them, what is the root reason? Uh, why you're um, allowing that disrespect towards your boundaries and you gotta have enough and I know I had so many notes but I had to break this up because I was gonna go for about two hours, three hours on this thing but you have to um say no, but this is the video I need you to watch, my friend this video I think I go a little bit more detail seven things women must have boundaries for. I go into great details no well, kind of great details and I'm gonna elaborate more next week on on um seven things women must have boundaries for. And I go into how to create. How can women create boundaries and protect them. And so watch that video. I think it's like 35, 40 minutes long. And I think it will help you really understand and how to navigate with your boundaries the right way. But you got to find a root reason because if you don't deal with the root reason, that person going to keep coming back. That's why if you only cut the weeds, but don't pull the weeds, that weed is going to grow back. You can't just pull up the weeds. You got to get rid of the weed seed because if you leave the weed seed in the ground, it'll grow back again. Hope that uh, Chantel uh, Cherubin, my bad. We'll download sheets. Thank you, coach. You're so welcome. Avery says, How do you honor and respect narcissistic parents? Uh, I was life coaching someone uh, about a week ago, and um, we, we she asked me this similar question. Um, honor thy the Bible says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first command with a promise. Notice the key words it says father and mother, it doesn't say sperm donor and woman that birth me, right? So if they're not operating as a mother and they're not operating as a father, then your honor has to be, now hear me close, your honor, that, 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 that doesn't mean that you fall into dishonor. It just means that if they want certain access of you, they got to show some honor towards you. Honor, recognize honor. Honor is reciprocal. You can't you can't just expect honor from me at this level when you give me honor at this level? So what that means is uh uh um like the young lady she was saying, Well, I'm I'm nervous about getting uh, marrying this guy and, and my mom is narcissistic and my mom is whatever. I said, Well, your mom don't have to come to the wedding. If she's not honoring y'all too, then you don't she don't, she don't gotta come to the wedding. And she was like, Well, you know, what but uh uh if we have children, should I let my no if she's not respecting you at the level that you deserve to be respected at, she shouldn't have access to that. If she's tripping, if she wants you to come over and check on her, if she wants to see her grandchildren, if she wants to have your company, she has to respect it. That doesn't mean you dishonor them. You just nicely say, mom, until you get your mind right, dad, until you get your mind right, until you respect and honor my boundaries, you won't see me around. There's nothing wrong with that. You, God doesn't say God that the Bible doesn't say honor your father and mother And while being dishonored. It says father. Father is one who instructs. A mother is one who nurtures. If they're not operating at that title and they're only operating at the sperm donor level and the I birthed you level, they don't they don't deserve all this great access. And a lot of parents will try to manipulatively say, well, I, I'm your mother. You should know that you use that verse out of, out, of, out of context. And when they blow that verse at you and like, but you're not being a mother right now. So I'm not going to honor you like I would a mother. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to come check up on you. I'm not going to be around when I see you. I see you. I love on you. I hug you. I'm here for you, but I'm not going to be there for you. I'm here for you, but I'm not going to always be there when you want me to be there. So how do you honor, respect them by still being kind, by still being loving, based upon a certain uh uh, uh box? Never oh, n- never honor your, never over honor your self honor, never over honor your self honor and your honor towards God. When you honor God and you honor yourself, people have to respect and honor you too. Listen, I don't care who you is. I don't care if you a distant cousin to my child or my children when I have them, and that includes my wife. If you start dishonoring me and disrespecting me out of the blue, then then there's gonna have to be some modifications in the friendship relationship or whatever situation, whatever it is, and especially if I'm giving that honor. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is you show them love, you be kind when you see them, you check on them when you feel like checking up on them. But if they're narcissistic and selfish and they're making you stay at the house longer than you should, they make you do things compromisingly, they, they, they're they just all over the place. Hey, yo, man, if you want me around, you honor me. If you want to see my kids, you honor me. If you want them um, to come to the wedding, honor us. And we're talking about if you know this is legit, you know what I'm saying, relationship. If you Until you honor us, you can't be around us. Simple as that, my friend. That's the best advice I can give. Taylor H, then I'm going to do Bold and Beautiful, and I might do another one after that. Uh, Taylor H says, how do you overcome people pleasing? Man, y'all be asking them haymaker questions, my friend. Haymaker questions. This is how I did it. When I became aware of my root reason for people pleasing, which was abandonment, I had to repent of that root sin. I had to repent, Uh, but you can't repent without recognizing and you can't recognize until you see the goodness, the reach, the reach of God through his goodness. The Bible says the goodness of God draws you to repentance. And when you see the goodness of God and how much he loves you and how much he desires to grow you and, and and he begins to show you a purpose, then you begin to, um, what was my other R? His reach towards you. Then you'll be able to recognize because the goodness of God has a way of you recognizing your faults. Like Wow, I can be better in this area. I do want to renew my mind in this area. I do want to walk away from these sinful habits. And then what happens is the Holy Spirit's job is not to show you the symptoms of your sin. His goal is to show you the root reason of why that sin is a habit in your life. Now, you're saved by Christ, right? But, but all of us got root reasons from how we was brought up and breakups and, and hiccups in life that's contributing to the habits of sin. But the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal us of the root reason of sin, and to re, and to first reveal first reveal to us the righteousness of Christ, the goodness of God. He wants us to see that first, which will then unlock our minds to see um, the sins that will affect that fellowship. Which would, because if the fellowship's affected, the fruit's affected. So you can still be in a father's house. You can still be a son, daughter of God, but the fellowship doesn't, your righteous deeds doesn't match your righteous disposition. Your righteous disposition is that you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You're, you're not going to hell. You're saved. You're redeemed. You're sealed by the precious blood of God. But in regards for the fellowship towards purpose, we're not talking about fellowship towards um, eternity. We're talking about purpose now. The Bible talks. About be very careful how you build in the foundation. Some will build with uh, hay, straw, etc., and some will build with gold and precious stones. But the Bible says each person's work will be tried by fire. And the Bible says that if the if the work survives the fire, they receive reward. But if a person's work is burnt up in fire, they lose everything, even though their soul is saved. So fellowship with God matters. Because it will show you how to build on Christ with precious stone, with true motives and intentions to ensure um, the prevention of other people uh, from falling into hell. Right. So so what I had to realize was abandonment was my root issue. Who calls that abandonment? OK, I had to forgive my pops. I had to forgive them, them friends. I had to forgive those girls. I had to forgive th- myself. And I had to re- repent. Forgive those people, repent from that uh, uh, sin of abandonment or the excuse, the excuse that I made for the abandonment. And I said, Holy Spirit, I'm open to be healed in this area and reveal any other area. And then all of a sudden I began to see my value in God. See, the reason why I was such a people pleaser, because I saw value in what I did that drew the people. I saw value in the company of people. That's what made me valuable. So I'll create these events. I made these Bibles to bring all these people so I can feel valuable or I'll... <clears throat> welcome all these uh, unnecessary friends into my life so I can feel valuable but the moment I recognize that with w- if I had all those things or none of those things my value comes from God when I re- when I recognize that my value came from God my friend I could tell people no right now my value comes from God man so 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 if people leave I'm good if people come I'm good I'm not desperate for people to come in my life. I, I don't want though. I don't want no new people in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as new friends, no new friends. You know, except for the friends that God has for me. But but that's how you stop people pleasing. Find a root to your sin, confess that sin, repent from that sin, welcome the Holy Spirit to prune and grow you from that sin. Recognize the goodness of God that'll draw you to that repentance and see your value in Him. So I want you to do this. I want you to write down all the people you're people pleasing and ask yourself how much of them. How much of you are they getting versus how much of you you're getting for yourself? How much time are they getting versus the time you're getting? How much money are they getting from you than you are investing yourself? What are they getting more of than you are even receiving from your own self? And then when you see the reality, wow, I'm a people pleaser, and these no good people are getting more from me than they should. Then you will see them as they as they should be seen as users. And then when you feel and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel mad at yourself, you're gonna feel all kinds of emotions, but you process the emotions and be like, you know what, I refuse to do this again. I refuse. And then when you get into that mode and you'll be like, you know what, i am going uh I'ma change some things up, I'm gonna move a little bit differently, and um and I'm going to cut these people go and I'm going to please God. Everything is about pleasing God, man. Being in God's will fellowship. And that's what your mission is. That's what your goal is now. And, and, and that's why when you do everything for audience of one, everybody else gets what they need to get from it. If God is pleased, you good money. So that's how I overcame it, man. That's just like the foundational part of it. Some other practical things, what I told you about writing them on, writing the thing on a list. How much of them are, how much of you are they getting from you versus you getting from you, and what God is getting from you? Because if these people are getting more than God and you, then you got to look deep inside of you to see what's really decaying in you, cause you to be like that. Is it fear? Is it guilt? Is it insecurities? What is it? Hope they Bold and beautiful says. Is kissing in the courting phase crossing a boundary? I know not to do it. it. I know not to do if we are alone, but what about in public? Great question. Um, I ain't gonna sit here and, and be acting like my wife and I courtship. We definitely had no sex. We definitely didn't do that. Um, and even I think if well, this is what I would have done better, I wouldn't have forced my wife. I wouldn't even say forced. I wouldn't have, I probably looking back at it, I probably wouldn't have kissed in our courtship phase. I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have. Um, Not because of no bad outcome, but because how can I put this? Because I knew what my intentions was. I think early on it was more so, well, we ain't have no sex. I got to get some lips. You know what I'm saying? I got to get something. And I just think when I look back in my heart, that was the wrong heart to have. Um, But uh, things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So am I, am I the authority to say kissing and courtship is a sin? No, I would just look at your heart and motives. That's the best answer to the question. I think that's like, so why I said me looking back, I probably would have stopped it. I probably wouldn't have done it uh, or probably still would have. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm um, just being honest, but you got to look at your heart, look at your motives, look at why you're doing it. Look at the, uh, are you going to benefit from it? But do not allow, but you do not allow that to be, um, thing that forces you into marriage, we're not gonna do it, but we're gonna get married real quick. Now, still go through your courtship phase, but like my wife and I didn't do everything we, we didn't even talking about in that regard. We, we had arguments, we had stuff growing up in our relationship, so I'm not gonna sit here and be like, here's the perfect way and look what we did. No, man, we was humans too, you know, we both were virgins when we got married, but I, I probably wouldn't have kissed her like that. I probably wouldn't have, um, because I knew my intentions, I knew my heart. I knew I could have operated in better self-control. I knew I could have. See what I'm saying? So that's the root. If you can look at the root and see, yo, is it? it sometimes you gotta wait. Not you don't gotta wait. Sometimes when you look back at some, you be like, "Wow, I could have did that better." But um, in public, uh, I just, I mean, I don't know, man. I would talk the Holy Spirit about that because I don't, I don't, never want to come off in these videos as I'm the authority figure. And be like bam you should do this and don't do this i never want to do that but i think is it wise definitely not do it in private don't do it in private because you things just going things just going to escalate uh public i mean kiss on the cheek kiss on, i mean i don't know but i'm just but i'm telling you you got to know yourself see the reason why me and my wife did that in our dating phase because we we had a hard stop we knew we weren't going far it was usually just you know kiss on the lips and stuff like that but we knew we weren't gonna go far right? but some people you turn the ignition, you turn the key, one little thing, if, it, if that thing takes you to sex and you know it does, because you kiss in public, then your flesh don't, don't then your flesh going to want more. Then your flesh going to be like, well, hey, well, you survived that Now try to do it in the car and you do that in the car and you do it in the house. Listen, you 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 can't trust yourself. So if you know yourself, don't trust yourself. The more you know about yourself, the more you like, we can't do this because when I do this and I get them lips and the next thing I know, I'm touching them hips. So I mean, if that's you, if, that, that's the, if the lips get you to the hips, then you should nip. Hope that help. Love you. I got to go, y'all. Get get ready for church. Um, love y'all. Let me see if I got anything at the bottom. That's good. I was thinking that. just wanted confirmation. you so welcome. Once you take a stand and show them you're serious, they will begin to respect you and change how they do. That's right. You got to teach people how to treat you. I got a video on my YouTube channel. Just type in. Teach people how to treat you on YouTube, man. That video is old, but a goodie. I think it was three or four years old. Great video. Love y'all. Books, card games, T-shirts. My niece T-shirt. Make sure y'all check that out. What else I got to show y'all? Website, IamUnplugged.com. Everything you need to know about what I do, books, card games, and the such. And I'll be doing a, a video. I'll be doing a video. Um... Tomorrow, for the purpose of singleness at 345, we're going to be talking about pruning, spiritual disciplines, and singleness. And it's going to be a good one. And we're getting into the nitty gritty of this course. Love y'all. Talk to y'all later. Peace.